Sanam, aloha, everyone. Could you put your name in your, um, where you're located, if you want to, and also your type, your human design type. And if you don't know your human design type, always go down to the information box. There's a um, uh, click uh, link to get your free chart. Um, and also you can include your uh, astrological information too, if you want your uh, sun rising um, or moon. Okay, so let me just get um, the comments up. I meant to announce this to people, but I, uh, okay, great. There's some people here on the line. That's awesome. And more will come. Okay, so this is all about the full moon coming up on October the 9th. Okay, and let me just get... Yeah, so I can see this. This is the chart for October the 9th. Okay. Right here. There we go. Okay, and Mercury goes out of retrograde tomorrow. That's going to be awesome. Goes direct, so things will start moving, uh, chugging along for people. Um, okay, so let's start off, like, let's just do a quick uh, review of this chart. So this is the human design transit chart for the full moon. And uh, we always want to look at definition, right? So definition is where it's colored in. So the yellow shape there that, uh, is uh, the G center. This is um, the self. So it's uh, love and direction. It's called love and direction. Gives you love and direction. So if you have that colored in, you have that. And then uh, this is the heart center or willpower. In human design, it's called ego. But I like the it's it's our uh, willpower. So you can see there's a lot of gates. Those are those numbers that have been activated. Whoops. That have been that that are being activated for this full moon. Right, so you got the one which is on the south node, and that's uh, the gift of creativity. Thirteen is uh, the gift of empathy. That's in Saturn, and then the twenty-five is Jupiter. Yeah, that's right, and that's innocence. And then the forty-six is delight that I talked about in my last uh, live stream, uh, love of the body. And then the two, which is huge, and this is the magnetic monopole that Uranus is uh, activating for us right now getting you on your direct path. So we're only missing three for these uh, roll gates, they're called. And then uh, we've got this channel, right? So the 25 is in Jupiter, and then the 51 is the moon. We're in, in the Earth, of course. So that's the full moon is being activated by Jupiter to make this channel. So this is called the channel of initiation. It's called the channel of initiation. So this um, center of will, the heart center, or uh, place of willpower, this is all tribal, tribal consciousness, right? Except this, this 51. And the 51 is the only one that's individual. So that's, that's saying to use our, we can use our willpower, right? Our willpower of the 51 to jump into the self, 
right? So this is all about being your unique, authentic self. And this is what's required, right, for the Aquarian age, this new uh, cross of uh, the sleeping phoenix that we're entering into, right? So this 5125, so it's it's an initiation. So that's a big deal right there. So let's just talk about this uh, shadow of this 51 that the full moon is in, right? Um, We'll start with, uh, so everybody knows if you've been following my channel, you know Worm Tongue. He represents the ego or the not self in human design. So this is all this entity. This is the voice in your head that you believe is you that's pulling you away from your authenticity, right? This voice in our head has been with us since we were children, and we believe that it's us. It sounds like us, right? And it does is not in our best interest, not, in our, not on our soul's journey. So this is what's pulling you away, right? This is the cross of planning, pulling you away from your authenticity, right? So this is not your friend. Ego is not your amigo, not your friend at all. So what does the shadow say? right? So this is how you'll know you're in the shadow. And you may have this activated already in your natal chart, right? I've got it in my unconscious Jupiter and my unconscious moon 51. So I know this one, right? Personally. So um, what does it say? It's about waiting for the other shoe to drop. It's like brace yourself, right? For something bad to happen. Wait for that other shoe to drop. I just learned the other day where that saying comes from, uh, waiting for the other shoe to drop. New York tenements, right? You could hear you could hear it, the paper thin walls and floors, so you could hear you could hear everybody. So they, you know, your upstairs neighbor would t- come home from work, take his take her his or her shoe off, drop it on the floor, and then it's like waiting for the other shoe to drop. So it's that ex- expectation, right? Expecting the worst. That's where that phrase comes from. That's what the shadow tells you. So what happens too? Because you got the 25 on the other side. That's the shadow of constriction. So waiting, even like go into that frequency of waiting for something bad to happen. You can feel your body start to tense and constrict and your breathing will start to constrict. This is what these shadow patterns do to us and they take us out of our power, right? And also makes us very um, competitive, this shadow. So we have to compete and compare ourselves to others. Right? This is all the cross of planning. This is all the conditioning we've been, uh, been under. We've got to compete and hustle and hassle and got to be, you know, for our scraps of food, right? So survival it goes right back into uh, uh, our survival mechanism of as, as a humanity needing to be first, right, in order to feel superior. It's always got you going, right? Hustle and hassling. Do or say shocking things to get rid of this agitation. So the shadow is very visceral, right? It's very visceral in the body. So the agitation, that's the, you know, the tapping foot can't, your body can't uh, keep still. This is agitation, but it's rooted in fear, the frequency of fear. So remember, with fear, because we're evolving through this emotional body, right, into spirit awareness. This is where we're headed. This is the only way through, is through the emotional body. We're evolving through the emotional body as a humanity. 
right? Becoming this whole new species that um, with fear, it's just a frequency. That's all it is. It's a frequency in your body that wants to move. That's all fear is. So it's about walking through this emotional body and embracing the fear. It's like embracing the fear and that we'll just move. Where we get into trouble is when ego comes in, mind, the not self, and then makes up a bunch of stories about the fear, what the fear is, when it's just a frequency that wants to move. And that's how we repress it. Right. And then we start making decisions and acting from that fear. And then that gets us, gets us into trouble and we go down dead end roads, you know. Um, so that's the shadow. And then. Uh, so what's it about? Right. So let's look at uh, the uh, the gift here. So right to transmute the shadow is to feel it right you have to feel the shadow so however it's coming up and those are your those that's your clue is what that ego is telling you what the mind is telling you that's not you right right so it's like oh yeah michael said this is what i'm waiting for something bad to happen and i'm and i'm not and, and i don't want to move forward in my life i i know that i my intuition and my heart have been leading me to this direction, but I'm too afraid. I'm I'm covered in this fear. Okay, that's the shadow. That's what Michael was talking about. Well, then you just feel it. That's all it is. You feel the fear, because when you're in the frequency of fear, you're under his command, right? You're under the ego's command when you're in fear. That's where the ego wants you, right? That's where you're con you're controlled. Ego thrives in fear. Thrives in competition. And when you're comparing yourself to other people, when you're feeling inadequate, right? And interestingly enough too, the 48, you see it there off the spleen, the 48, that's, uh, this is the spleen here. That's, I think it's in Venus. Yeah, it's in Venus. Venus is activating the 48. That's the shadow of inadequacy, believing that you're not enough, right? As you are. And remember that as a um, child of the divine, you're given everything that you need. So this is the gift of resourcefulness. This is divine wisdom, right? This is the divine feminine. So to remember that. Um, what else was I going to say that? So you feel it, right? You feel the shadow and then it, it starts to transmute, right? And this is the breakthrough. And the breakthrough is you're expanding and transcending past the fear where the ego lives, right? Look how little the ego gets, right? I could make him even smaller, but I wanted you to see him. And then you're into awakening, the gift of awakening, the gift of initiation. That's the greatest gift here is you awaken. You're moving out of the, the, the realm of the ego. You're using your willpower to ascend, right? And you do that through shadow work and through emotional inner work. So uh, what's this about? You feel empowered, right? Have any individual channel, because these are all tribal except for this one, individual, is um, empowerment. That's the key word here is empowerment. So you feel empowered. You use that competitive energy instead of like competing against other people, wasting your energy. You've used that energy to follow your passion, whatever you're passionate about, 
wherever your wherever your uh, intuition is leading you to, right? Wherever your heart is leading you to, what you're passionate about. And you use that feeling of an agitation to initiate. That's the gift, right? To initiate new creative projects. So we'll get into the human design types, right? The, the tw to, to tweak this because, you know, the initiation is for the manifestors. But generators can respond and initiate, right? Initiate new creative projects. And you value your differences from others, you value your dip, how you're different, how you're unique, and you lead that unique life. You stay in your lane, right? You're not in somebody else's lane competing with them. You stay in your own lane. And I've said this a million times. You can't, nobody can compete with you. Like nobody can compete with me, Michael Neutrino, because there's only one Michael Neutrino, right? I, right? If I'm trying to compete with somebody else and be a better them, it's impossible. Right? It's about staying in your own lane and using that energy efficiently. Um, and see how you're different because we, each one of us is a unique expression of the divine. Each one, right? There's uh, coming on 8 billion people on the planet now, right? But there's only one you. So you compete only with yourself. You become a better, like I'm, I want to become a better Michael Neutrino. Every day I want to be a better, better, better. Michael Neutrino, which means I'm becoming more and more my, my authentic self, which is, that's really what you're doing. And then you're harnessing your uniqueness rather than competing with others, right? Don't, not imitating, not trying to imitate others. So this is when you're in spirit awareness, right? So this is a huge full moon for us, right? Is to let go of this this agitation and the fear and all the fear is 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 uh, leading you is to this, right? The initiation is really making the big leap into the unknown. This is from the Osho tarot deck, the trust card. If uh, people want to know where that image comes from, I love that. So this is leaping into the unknown, right? This is the time that we're being called to leap into the unknown. And so you release everything that you've ever been taught. Everything, all the conditioning. You release everything you've been told about who you are, right? Remember with, with the schools, our school system, our indoctrination system that we've been through tells us what we're capable of. You go see the guidance counselor. They're telling you, oh, here's where you go, right? Here's what you're suited for, what kind of job you're suited for, right? <laughs> Fit in the system, be the cog in the wheel, right? And then you go to the job and the job's imposing the value. Here's what we'll pay you, right? You've got no say in it. Here's what we'll pay you. <laughs> and they give you your value. You want to let all that go, all that conditioning go. Start in from square one, right? Square one now. Uh, and then it's embracing a new way of being because these old ways are going like I talked about right? The big G. It's the battle right now, big G, little G, right? Little G's the government. And all this, our codependency, this is the cross of planning. We've been taught to be codependent from day one, from our family of origin, because they've been through the system, our extended family, our educational system, religion, right? On and on and on. We've been taught to be codependent. We've been taught to, to give our power and authority over to something outside of us, 
right? This is our, this is what we have to let go of now. And this is all going down like the Titanic, right? There are all these um, institutions are going down. And now it's time to be jumping into big G, right? Jumping into the divine. That's what this is saying right here is to make the leap into the unknown. So it's about releasing everything. It's like your mantra is, I don't know who I am, right? I don't know who I am. I have no idea who I am. And then embrace this new way of being, which is about being your own inner authority. And that's why human design is such a blessing because it's a tool to move through time and space, move through this Maya operating correctly as yourself probably for the first time in all of all of your lifetimes maybe all of the lifetimes of your ancestors you're going to finally move forward as yourself that's the point right to be yourself in this lifetime the other thing too is there's no way to avoid fear you're making the leap into the unknown right there's no way to avoid that fear if you've ever you um you know, when you were a little kid and you started, you were in swim school, right? And you started diving for the first time. There's that fear, right? There's always that fear, that threshold when you're doing, when you're pushing, you're pushing yourself into something new. You're stepping over a limitation, right? There's no way to avoid the fear, but you have to move through the fear. Nobody gets away without feeling fear when they're moving forward. Right. And we are all being called now to to move and make this leap into the unknown with trust. Right. With trust. So the agitation is like if you think of something that um, people do, that's really, really uh, challenging. What do they first do? It's like they take that fit big breath. Right. First, filling yourself with spirit and then you make you make the leap. Right. You make the leap. So that's the thing, the agitation, the shadow of the agitation, right? Worm tongue, ego is trying to say, well, you can avoid the fear, right? By being reckless, because that's part of the shadow too. Being impatient, right? Or not doing anything, getting hopeless about life. And I'm just paralyzed with fear. I'm not going to move forward. The fear is telling you to move, right? Move into the unknown, to make this big leap. So good fortune is inevitable when you trust the love inside you. That's what you're trusting. Filling yourself with spirit and you're trusting wherever that love is, is leading you towards. Right? Wherever that love is taking you. That's what you want to trust 100%. That's what you trust. Right? Not these institutions that are get are promising well we'll give you security we'll keep you safe that's not living that's under control it's like giving your power over to an outside authority that's not that's not living as a human being right this is this is what you've come down to this earth for right to make this big leap so here are some questions i like ask projectors need to ask questions it's a hot tip i'm a projector too for emotional Projector, three parts right, is questions. So do your fears, because we're all feeling them, right? If you're not feeling emotions, right? If you're not feeling fear, sadness, or, or um, anger, 
you got to check your pulse because we're this is how we're evolving as a humanity our emotional body's getting stirred up now do your fears keep keep you feeling agitated right just like that restlessness feeling right and you're doing your ego is telling you all these things to get rid of the agitation stay busy stay dis distracted right fight with people all about getting rid of this agitation all about getting this rid of this fear in your body right the agitation is just fear at its essence or is it keeping you hopeless ah that will never work out right or I'll, if i do that i'm the other shoe will drop something bad's going to happen to me or completely shut down and that's numb that's totally numb. I'm not feeling anything. I'm not feeling anger. I'm not feeling grief. I'm not feeling fear. I'm feeling numb. Well, that's a feeling. It's just like repression. That's all it is. But if you actually sit with the numbness and allow the numbness to just be there and feel it, it will break. It will break because this is what you're trying to hold back, right? The, this emotional body. I'm thinking you can escape your destiny. That's what comes through. That's what's cut, trying to come through through this evolution is our emotional body is awakening big time, right? Because remember, we're just quickly, we're evolving, right, from this mental awareness system into the emotional awareness system and then moving to spirit awareness through the solar plexus mutation. So where do, do you shy away from life? Do you avoid life? Right? And you can't escape life because you are life. So think of a time, this is always good, like think of a time where you faced a fear, something you were really afraid of, and you experienced a breakthrough. For me, it was like I was terrified of public speaking, just terrified. And I'd have to, you know, when I was in, um, well, public school and then university and stuff, you'd always have to get give some kind of presentation. I was terrified. I couldn't stand it. I was filled with so much fear because that's one of my gifts is communication, right? I didn't know that at the time, but this is what we have to face. And there's a big gift, right? There's something, she's jumping towards something. Well, there's gifts there, right? But you face the fear, and I remember those times where I just faced the fear, and I felt so much better afterwards, right? So it's just about facing whatever fear is there, and then you'll, you're going to be amazed, and this is the breakthrough, right? And the breakthrough is you're breaking out of this hold that the ego and the mind have over you, and you're expanding, right? So this is the, we have to get uncomfortable. It's just part of growth, right? We can't escape getting uncomfortable so what were you afraid of right what were you afraid of like go to that like what was i afraid of then well i was afraid i'm just looking at thinking to myself well i was afraid of making a fool of myself i was afraid of uh, um stumbling on my words or i would be catatonic or just the humiliation right the humiliation the judgment of other people right but what gave you courage? I mean, what I, I can't say what gave me courage then. Uh, but um, what was I going to say? What really helps me when I face a fear 
is I ask the divine. I just pray to the divine, please be with me, please be with me. And I can feel the divine come over me or your angels or your ancestors, whatever you lean on, right? For support in the invisible realm. You ask that to be with you and that helps to give you courage, right? And remember courage, right? It means heart, French core is heart in, in uh, French. That's what it is. It's like you're, you're totally in your heart making that leap, that leap of faith. Yeah. So what leap are you being called to take to, right? With this full moon, full moon in the 51. What leap are you being called to take at this time of your life? Could be love, right? Because this is the, the relationship year with all the two twos. Could be a new career, right? Something new. Maybe you're starting your own business. Maybe you're leaving. You're leaving an old job. You're leaving an old relationship behind. You're leaving the known. And then you're moving into the unknown, right? And my intuition keeps telling me this is where I need to go. I'm waking up at night. I'm having dreams about it. It's like the, this is your soul. It's like it's time for you to make the leap into the new. Maybe you're being called to move, right? Move out of your place of living, maybe out of the state, a state or a country or whatever. It's just about to trust, trust that love inside you, right? And uh, really go to what gives you courage, right? What you can support, what, what's going to support you through this time. And it's going to be in the invisible realm, right? It's going to be in the invisible realm. But it's not this. Ego is not going to give you courage. Ego is going to feed you fear, right? This will happen. Like with me, right? You'll be humiliated. You'll be judged, right? That person will reject you. Everything will fall apart. Your, all your money will be taken away. You have all this loss, all these nightmare stories that never, ever... I'm thinking to myself, like um, when I make big... Uh, leaps of faith all that stuff that ego told me never came true never came true not one bit of it came true so you can't listen to this this will not give you courage the ego is all about keeping you held back the ego wants you back here right doesn't want wants you back here like i said before it'll be tearing at your leg no you're not going through that emotional body you're not going to face that fear stay with me stay with me it's like no no not this is not not the time to do that not with this full moon okay so um i did a tarot card reading before for us and uh and that, again, I think we got this death card last time too, or the time before. So this is where we are now, right? In terms of uh, facing this uh, full moon that's coming up. I want to check something here. Okay, so death. Let me get the cards here. So this is endings, right? Endings, big, huge change. Like I, I'm pretty sure, I'm 100% sure that we got this card. So this is endings for this full moon, okay? Which makes sense with the full moon. Big changes, transformation. This is radical transformation. 
this is like, I'm so different, right? I'm so different. I feel like my, I don't even know who I am. That's what this uh, card is about. And this is about spiritual awakening. So it's perfect for this because this is about awakening. The 51 is about awakening to the self, to the higher self, to, to your authenticity. Yeah. So whatever is ending, and you'll know what's ending in your life, you know, to just embrace that. This is part of growth. That cat, like the butterfly, right? The caterpillar. Caterpillar has to say goodbye to that old life. You're about to become a butterfly. That's what this is saying here, that you're about to become a butterfly and let that go. And we honor, right? We honor who we were before. I like to, to honor the self that I was before because I've been through so much transformation myself that I honor that person I was before. I don't look back and judge it or make it wrong or the people that helped me to grow and change that moved on and we parted ways, right? So, um, so that's where we are now. So to embrace the change that's coming, right? Embrace the old that's going away. Whatever it is in your life, we're all in this together. And then what not to focus on is the Ten of Swords, also about endings, but this is painful endings. So you may be, uh, this may be saying that you have a painful ending with maybe a karmic relationship that you're leaving behind. Some kind of karmic, it's very karmic, right? The Ten of Swords, it's like betrayal, can be betrayal. It's deep wounds. It's, it's a sense of defeat, right? It's painful endings, a painful ending. It's to not focus on this, not to focus on this, right? So, uh, because this is the ego, right? This is the ego that wants to keep you, keep you locked into this, right? And whatever comes with this, the ego wants revenge. I want to get back at that person. Right. I want to get that back at that person or I'm going to go and complete like belly up defeat. It's like, no, I can't. I feel so defeated and I'm so depleted. My self-esteem is like in the negatives. Right. I feel so much loss. I can't go on. You know, we're not to be focused on this through this change. That's what this is saying. Right. No, we're not to be defeat to not stop in the defeat realm. And then what to focus on, the um, spiritual advice, is the Nine of Cups. And the Cups are emotions. They're emotions. This is all mind. Ten of Swords is mind. And the 13, that's Major Arcana. And that's like, out, this is like, this is happening. Whether we like it or not, this death is happening for all of us, right? So the Nine of Cups, to focus on that. And this is... Uh, emotional fulfillment right it's wish fulfillment it's contentment it's gratitude to focus on that so this is really saying this is the past to not focus on the past this is about focusing on the future what's coming right my wish fulfillment is coming this dream is finally coming it's going to be manifested i'm gr i'm so gr grateful for what's coming Right? I'm not focused on what I'm leaving behind. I'm letting it go. I grew. 
from that experience. I grew from that relationship. I learned so much about myself. I learned what I will not put up with anymore, right? I learned a lot from this relationship and it was a spiritual lesson. And now this is where I'm headed towards, right? Wish fulfillment, nine cups. So focusing on your heart, focusing on love, not listening to this ego, right? Complaining and blaming and wanting you in victim consciousness. So that's, uh, yeah, the nine of cups to focus on. And then what's driving the whole thing here is the ace of pentacles. So the ace of pentacles is the gift, right? It's the gift. It's a new beginning. It's completely new and it's new opportunities. So that's not just about money and material, although pentacles say that it's going to be something manifested in the material world, but this could be a new relationship, new career, new something, new home, new place of living. It's abundance, so, right? So this is your wish fulfillment. This is what it's saying, right? Your emotional, what makes you happy, nine of cups is coming into form, right? It's coming into form. It's being manifested. So this is really, really positive and staying away from the Ten of Swords. And then the overall here, what was under the deck, is the Page of Pentacles. And this is financial. This is money, right? This is good news, right? And this is also about your skills. So if you're looking at your, your sole purpose, I mean, even if a relationship, like think of a relationship attracting that, that relationship that you've always wanted, the one that's going to value you, that's going to match you in frequency, right? That's going to be not filled with conflict and karmic. It's like a soul ally, that relationship coming in. Well, you're going to, you're going to develop new relationship skills, aren't you? It's not going to be more of like waiting for the other shoe to drop, waiting for that person to go. It's going to cheat on me and betray me and treat me like dirt and exploit me right? New skills are like that trust. It's like, oh, I have to learn to trust. I have to learn to trust another person, right? That I'm out of the war zone and I'm finally home. You know what I mean? Like that home in the heart, like I can really just relax and, and trust because I'm with someone who's a match for me, a vibrational match for me, right? So it's like these new skills. Do you see? new skills. And then it could be like practical skills too. If you're heading into like, I'm starting my own business and I've got all these skills to learn, right? Or um, whatever it is, right? So it's just about having the self-esteem that you can learn all this stuff. It's coming because you're ready. That's what, the, that's what this reading is saying. It's coming because you're ready. So where's the, where's the challenge here? Because there's always a challenge. It's the who's your daddy card. Who's your daddy? And this is the ego. This is our test, right? So the ego is the challenge here. Who's your daddy? The divine or the ego? That's the choice. Is this going to be him or is it going to be the divine, right? During this transformation, huge transformation. So, right, and the ego is going to be, choose me, choose me. And the ego is going to lead you down to annihilation. That's the end game for the ego. So you completely annihilate it under the control of the ego. So this is the big test. 
This is the dark night of the soul that we all have to go through. And this is where we get to make our choice. There's only two choices, ego or our divine self, right? And divine self means we have to do this, right? There's no guarantees. That's what I'm trying to say. You've got to make that leap into the unknown. And if you've made it before, you know that there's such great things on the other side. Have you ever had that? Like you left a karmic relationship and then in hindsight, you're like, why did I stay so long? Why didn't I do this long ago? Well, it's the ego. You were choosing the ego to stay, right? Out of security, whatever fear stories he was telling you. So this is a test of your faith. That's the challenge is testing your faith. And remember, you can only serve one master, right? The divine or your ego. So that's the challenge. So it's to make that leap of faith. That's what this full moon is saying. So that looks really good, like the overall reading for us. As long as we stay out of the, I'm defeated, out of victim consciousness, right? You want to be empowered. And how you empower yourself is why did I attract that experience to me and then just cherry pick, right? I learned about self-esteem. I learned what my boundaries are. I learned that I would never do that again, that I'll never devalue myself again. I'll never be treated that way again. Whatever it is, just cherry pick the lesson, right? Don't go into defeat and blaming yourself because we're here to learn. We're in earth school, right? And you probably paid a heap of karma with whatever karmic experience that you're leaving behind, right? Okay. So let me just uh, look at some comments before we... Oh, it's 1515. <laughs> We're in a roll. Okay. Okay. So Satnam, Massachusetts, corruption exposed. And Kalava, joy, projector from Canada. Adi Shakti, generator from Australia. Capricorn Sun, Pisces Moon, Cancer Ascendant, Luna Song from Florida. Oh, I hope you're doing well, Luna Song, with um, that hurricane. I saw some footage of that. I actually posted that with the uh, Cat Rescue from Florida. Bath 3-6 Manifesting Generator from Australia. Uh, so Adi Shakti, where it's undefined, is white wherever it's white in your chart it's undefined and that's when ego that's where ego has the most power can get in there is through these centers these the undefined centers and wherever it's colored in that's what you can count on that's how your circuitry works satnam page satnam jen from vancouver island three five emotional generator and ca patterson manifester uh, okay. Yeah. Transmuting agitation to passion. And it's true. That's a really good point. Because like I said, I have this in my unconscious moon and unconscious Jupiter. And with me, it's like when I start to take action, right? That's one of the sutras for the Aquarian age is when the pressure of time is on is act and the pressure will be off. 
And when you finally just stop procrastinating and you just move forward on whatever it is, all that energy just starts to dissipate, right? And it's like, yeah, you transmute it into passion, agitation and fear into passion, right? We can use our emotions to guide us. That's what the, this time is about. Yeah. 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 Especially if you get up like early in the in the morning, you know, when you're awakened from sleep, it's your soul is awakening you, especially if it's in the during the Amrit Vela, right? 3 a.m. to 6.30 a.m. Uh, okay. Shaima Satnam. Well, apparently to be speaking publicly like you is something I should sit with for a bit. If it was like the spirit would leave me and I'm observing myself in utter confusion. Yeah. Um, and that's what happens, right? That's what confusion means. Confusion. What's confusion is when you're not fused with the divine, right? That's leaving your body, not fused with the divine. That's when you, you're up in your head, in your mind. And the thing with public speaking and even teaching in public um, what really worked for me, because I had such a terror, right? Even when I was in uh, Kundalini Yoga teacher training, I remember I said it because, you know, you, f you feel like you've, because um, I've been a, a lone wolf, like practically all my life I've been a lone wolf. And I remember practicing, practicing Kundalini Yoga on my own, and I loved it right? It was, it was creating so much change, but it got to a point where I felt like I hit that ceiling. It's like, I, I knew I needed the group consciousness. That's what my intuition was saying. And then I got into, uh, so signed up, but I, the way that I talked to myself was like, oh, this is just for me. I'm not interested in getting on the stage and I'm not interested in teaching publicly. And of course, Right, that technology started like working on me big time. And then of course I wanted to share, right? I wanted to share. So what I'm trying to say is if you focus on what I found with the the ego is if you focus just on serving, it's just I'm I'm just gonna deliver this message and I'm focused on other people. I'm not focused on myself. That really helps if you just keep your focus on the other, especially if you're a projector, right? focused on the other, then the, then the ego kind of lessens down. But if you're just focused on me and how I appear and you're looking through yourself, again, it's about the self-referenced. If you're outer-referenced and you're looking at yourself through their eyes or they must think I'm a big loser or I can't talk, or right? You're not in you. You're not in yourself. You're not inhabiting yourself. You're not in your form. But if you're in you... And looking throughout your eyes and self-referenced, how can I deliver this message to these people clearly and efficiently and I'm focused on them, if they're going to receive it or not, right? That you're in you. That's the thing. You're in you. But when you're out of you, when you're not you, you know, and you're in your head, then that's the agitation and the fear and there's no power there, right? There's no power there. Uh, Satnam Queen of Wands, MG, 1-3 Sacral Authority in Tucson, Arizona. 
Okay, I think I got everybody right. Jesse, 3-5 manifesting generator. Divorcing karmic relationship that's been put off for two years that we've been separated for. But I'm dragging my feet with the lost card. Yeah, get on it, Jesse. This is the time to do it, right? During this full moon to let go. M.G. Thomas from Chicago, wrestling with an ending right now. Yeah. So like the reading says, right? Focus on the Nine of Cups, what makes you happy. What makes you happy? 6-2 projector, yay. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. So let's go uh, through the types. So just quickly here. So these are the, and it looks like everybody here has their, and remember to get your type, go to, go to the link, the jovianarchive.com. I always have it in my information box and click on that and get your free chart. So these are the, the four main types and generators, manifesting generators and generators belong to, uh, to the generator family. So that's most of the world, 70%. Manifestors, closed and repelling. Remember, our auras operate correctly, and we have a strategy. I just talk about a strategy, not authority here, because it would take so long. But uh, So we each have our strategy, how to operate correctly through time and space, right? So we've got the manifestor, closed and repelling aura, 10, 8 or 9% of the world, projectors around 20%, focused and absorbing, I'm a projector, and then the reflector, resistant and sampling, and then the generators, like 70%, right, open and enveloping, we live in a generator world, okay, so let's uh, do the overlays, and we start Oh, whoops. There we go. Okay. And we'll start with the generators. The generators. Which are 70%, but we're talking generator, pure generators. So 35% are generators. So in terms of initiation, because we're talking about awakening and initiate, initiate, initiating, the generators have the easiest strategy. Ra talked about that, the, the main, the teacher founder of human design, who's passed away now, 2011. Um, when Uranus entered Aries, which is interesting, he was an Aries sun sign. In a, in a manifester, but he said they have the easiest strategy because you just respond through your sacral that speaks and not literally speaks yes, no, somebody asked that. Is uh, it's a feeling in your body, right? It's the, the generators that I talk to, it's the yes, it's like they feel like I talked to a generator the other day and she was talking about going into a car dealership and she said, I just felt so like, like lit up or something when I saw this car. And it's like, yeah, you were responding 
that's your response. And she said, oh, I felt that with my, when I met my husband and when I, when I, um, her late, her latest dog, she felt this. Yes. So others say it's like a pull, like they're being pulled into an experience. That's the yes or repelled. Right. And that's the no. And then mate like the, uh, uh, the maybe that's a no. So this is your thing, right? So you don't initiate. That's the manifestors initiate, but you can respond to something in your life with the yes or the no. And then you're responding with a yes. I'm going to start a new business. Yes. I'm going to go for this relationship. Yes. I'm going to move to this place, but it's a response. You're responding. So the thing to remember with the, with, um, in terms of growth and evolution, how the generator works is the generators and the manifesting generators. They work in levels. It's like levels. Okay. So maybe they respond it with a yes, with this career, right? With a career, they respond it with a yes. Well, they're going to reach a plateau, like a plateau. And that's like, I want to raise, you know, I want to raise, I want more responsibility. I want this title. Well, where the generator gets into trouble is they try to be a manifester and then they're banging on the, they're banging on the door of the boss and you better give me a raise or I'm leaving, right? Or you better give me this job as I'm taking off, like start threatening the boss out of frustration. That's the non-self generator is frustration because they're starting to, they want to, I'm, I'm not patient with this level that I'm at. So I'm going to act like a manifester and that's, they're listening to this, right? They're listening to that ego. That's go give him a piece of your mind, go threaten him to get what you want, be a manifester. That's what the ego is going to tell you. The non-self is going to tell you, be a manifester, but, um, that's not who you are. Right. So the boss is like, well, screw you. Right. You get fired or you or you don't get what you want because you're not operating correctly. Well, what you have to do is be patient during those times, you know, during those times of waiting. The generator has to wait to respond is to work through that feeling, that frustration, but trusting that something's going to come to you to respond to and that what will come is what you want, what you need. Right. So that's to be just aware of that little tweak there is like because you operate in levels. Generators operate in, in levels. So you want in the in between time when you know you're going to grow, you know, you know, you're you need growth and evolution it will come. But you got to trust that waiting. So remember, the generators, they're creating this whole world. Right. We live in the frequency of generators. So we want to be in the frequency of uh, fulfillment and satisfaction, right? Generators are all about work. So what you're doing now is you're moving from slave, the slave archetype, right? Of having your energy exploited because you've got all that sacral energy, that life force energy, and you're moving it into creator and builder of this new world. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the agitation can come in for the generator. Whoops, that's way too many. Okay, so what do we got for the generator? 
generator card. Gotta love what they do. Mm. So you got the Nine of Swords. So that's all about the mind. And this is anxiety, it's worrying, it's fear, suffering, it's depression. This is up at night, right? You're up at night and you're worrying about your life, where it's going. Money, it could be money, money worries, worrying about your health. So our main worries are health and money. But it's all the mind, right? It's all this. It's the ego, the non-self. It's got you in your mind, not trusting your, your uh, strategy. So that can create agitation. Okay, and what's the ego telling the generators? We got one here. Okay. Okay. So you got the, for the ego, the ego trap card, you got the, I don't think that I heard that right card. <laughs> so this is the, this is the ego. You're getting some intuitive guidance, right? And maybe you've responded to something already as a generator. You responded to something already. And then this is egos coming in. It's like, yeah, I don't think that was right. Right? I don't think you heard that right. This is what it really meant. <laughs> this is what your intuition really meant. This is the lawyer, right? The archetype of the sleazy lawyer, like manipulating language and turning it around and flipping it up and down. But it's all around fear. Right. So this is all the mind for generators. Um, so you know what to do. Right. This is what this you know what initiation because you've had a response. You know what to do now. But the ego is trying to talk you out of it. Right. Giving you uh, stories, horror stories about what could go wrong. Right. What could go wrong? Creating anxiety, the duality, the back and forth, the back and forth. Ego will tell you don't trust that sacral. That's grunting. <laughs> grunting yes or no at you. You're going to listen to that. You're crazy. This could happen. That could happen, right? And it keeps you in this fear state, this state of anxiety. So, I mean, you know, I work with uh, the emotions that this is the blackmail. The only reason the ego and the non-self have anything why you're listening to this is blackmail. And the blackmail is these stuck emotions, right? The, from the emotional body. And the emotional body develops from zero to seven years old. These are the emotional memories that are coming up now, right? So that's what's coming up, this fear, right? From, child, from childhood. Right. And then the mind is like hijacking these feelings. So it's just really easy. It's just feel the feelings as they come up generators. Right. And it's unintegrated fear from your from your childhood. 
So it's just about feeling it. That's all you do. You don't need to make up a bunch of stories about it. You don't need to be listening to this ego, right? Leave the ego behind, and then you're moving through the emotional body. This is your evolutionary process. And on the other side is that nine of cups, right? Your wish fulfillment. It's about trusting. Yeah. But that's the only power the ego has got over you here. Right? It's got that fear. It's trying to block that fear from moving through you. Those unintegrated emotions from childhood, from zero to seven years old. And remember, there's no stories from zero to seven. Our mind isn't developed then. There's no stories. There's just the feelings that need to that are coming up. Right? And to trust your sacral. Right? To trust your sacral. Your strategy. And that's what this is. I'm just going to trust. I'm going to trust. I'm going to see what happens. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to my mind and my ego. That's the generators. And I mean that 70% of the world are in this. There's lots of fear and worry on the planet, right? Because there's so much uncertainty, uncertainty right now. People not trusting their intuition. Why don't they trust their intuition? Because they don't trust themselves and they're making this voice more important, right? These institutions more important. Their voice is more important. They're the experts. And this is our conditioning from the cross of planning. We've been conditioned to give our power over to these institutions. But your intuition knows best. That's what you have to trust. Your intuition knows best now. So it's about leaving behind, right? Leaving behind, not going into the the painful endings of the past. Um, not letting your ego talk you out of it, uh, talk you out of your intuition. And the thing with the intuition, it's the same. It's the same message over and over and over again. The ego is manipulative. He tries all. He's like a thief in the house trying to get into a house. He's trying the windows, right? And then he's he's trying. He's on the roof, going down the chimney. Right? He's, tr he's trying the back door, the side door. He's trying all these different ways to get you. But the intuition is the same. Right? That's how you know. That's how you know. Because the ego can trick, try to trick you into thinking that it's your intuition. Okay, so that's the generators. I mean, what a world we would live in, eh? Can you imagine if all those generators started waking up en masse? Start listening to their intuition, starting using their response. World would change like that within minutes, right? Because the rest of us, the projectors, the manifestors, and the reflectors, this isn't really our world in a sense, right? It's the generator world. Where we get into trouble is we're trying to fit in to this generator world. And even the generator world isn't authentic, you know? Because they're not being their authentic selves. So yeah, so just this full moon generator. Just leave the past behind. Start trusting your intuition. Start trusting that sacral. And see what happens in your life. Okay. So let's go for the manifesting generators. which is the other form of generators. So they have the open enveloping auras too, like the generators. 
And they also respond with a yes or no. And they've got a lot of energy. And they're most prone. The generators and the manifesting generators, this is your enemy right here. This ego and non-self and mind, that's your true enemy here. And they're the most conditioned by the mind are the generators and the manifesting generators. Most conditioned by the mind. So the manifesting generators are probably top, number one, and then the generators are number two for believing their mind and their ego. Right? So you're responding with a yes or no. You're giving yourself some patience. Oh, interesting. You got the waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> Card two. Right? This is so fitting for the manifesting generators because we're in the shadow of agitation. So expecting something bad to happen. That's what the, the ego and mind are telling you. So the ego and mind can also say, you know, that I expect things to happen like badly because this is what happened. This is the ego, what the ego is telling you. Because bad things happened to me 10 years ago or 15 years ago in that relationship. So I tried that 10 years ago. It didn't work. I'm just expecting something bad to happen. And it's all about protecting your heart too, manifesting generators. When you expect the worst, don't get your hopes up, right? What do we got for the manifesting generators? So that's how the mind is keeping you from moving forward, is this idea of expectations, expecting the worst, making you cynical, right? Do we have a card for the manifesting generators? My intuition is telling me to pull this one that uh, I saw, which is the Four of Swords. Okay, so this is the mind. So Four of Swords. This is the only real positive uh, uh, from the sword deck, or from the sword suit, I mean. Most of them are the anxiety, like the generators got the anxiety, right? The nine of swords. The four of swords is all about rest and recovery for the manifesting generators. And uh, it's about healing. It's about meditation too. Yeah. So this, what this is telling me with the manifesting generators, because there's been so many retrograde planets, right? The Mercury retrograde. And the manifesting generators are almost like an impermanent, <laughs> permanent mercury retrograde because their mind is so fast manifesting generators are so and they've got all this life force energy that they often uh, make mistakes right so you never want to um, you know your surgeon to be a manifesting generator they always have to go back 
and fix mistakes because they're so fast because they're in their minds, right? And not ground it. So that's what this is saying, right? Is to ground. Because when you're in here, this could happen and that could happen. And listening to that ego, you're not in your body and you're, you can't feel your sacral, right? Because you're in your head. When you're here, you're not in your power, right? So that's what this is saying. It's like to take your time for this full moon. Give yourself some time. You don't, don't fill up your schedule with uh, 50 million to-do lists and I've, all these social activities. Give yourself some time, right? A couple hours to get grounded. Meditate, get grounded in your body, right? And then to really go deep into, this, into the sacral. Like give yourself some time when things come to respond to. Don't grab the first thing, you know? And trust if your sacral saying no, no, trust that. Because the thing is, you're the slaves, right? Especially the manifesting generators are the slaves. The slave archetype is their non-self. Everybody wants your energy. So this is about valuing yourself. It's like, I'm, I'm going to just take time to feel my response of yes or no. And especially... If you've got this, um, let me just get them. Right? This solar plexus here on the right side. If that's colored in, that means it's defined. That means it's your authority. This is for all the types. Right? And this is about waiting. So if you respond, your sacral is saying yes. And if this is colored in, you're automatically, your authority is emotional. And that means you don't, you don't say yes to the person yet. You wait, right? And you're going through the wave of your emotions. You're going through the high and then the low. This could be 24 hours. Like, can I sleep on this and get back to you? That's what this four of swords is saying. To just take your time, right? To take your time. And then it's going to get out of this this expectation because you could be saying yes and then your mind's up there well this could go wrong that could go wrong right you're out of your power um so rest and recovery it's like a little retreat right a little retreat little retreat could be like i'm taking a bath tonight this is challenging for manifesting generators to relax just to relax right do nothing do nothing give yourself permission to do nothing one night so you can really feel your sacral and really inhabit your body, right? And your body's going to appreciate it. And then you won't be in this expectation thing. This expectation, expectation that things are uh, going to go south for you. Um, and what else did I want to say about the initiation, awakening, agitation? Yeah. And the thing, too, with the shadow pattern of uh, agitation, you're able to feel, you know, when you're not in your head, you're able to feel. And that's what's driving you. That's what's driving the mind. That's what we need to remember. Those The fear is driving the mind. It's like turbulence, right? That emotional body is releasing, right? Is releasing here. 
And then the mind, the ego are, gra are grabbing on to that because they want to keep those emotions from moving and then creating these nightmare stories of everything that can go wrong, right? And to keep you out of your power and incorrect, in incorrect. And then it's like, you know, um, months later, even years later, why did I say yes to that, right? And then you're going back doing cleanup that's mercury retrograde right oh why why did i sign that contract i got into this thing because i wasn't i wasn't in my body i didn't give myself time to like look at the details right to read the contract all the way through that's what it means that's why they say it's not about not signing a contract during mercury retrograde it's about being grounded right being grounded during this time so that's what I say here for the manifesting generators is to give yourself time, right? To give yourself time to like calm the mind. And you can do that through meditation easily. Okay. Okay. That's the manifesting generators. Let me see here. And we'll go through to the projectors. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The thing is when you learn about your type and you start experimenting with it, it just makes life so much easier, you know? Because we've been conditioned to be manifestors, to go out and initiate and make things happen. It doesn't work for us at all. And that's how you keep generator slaves, is to, is to throw that propaganda at them. Oh, that you're supposed to be a, a manifester and there's something wrong with you. You can't make things happen in your life. Well, you're not operated. You don't operate like that. It's like telling a turtle you're supposed to be flying in the air. The turtle can't fly in the air, right? The turtle can swim and walk a little bit, but it can't fly. It's the same thing with the generators and the manifestors, right? It's kept them enslaved for many many years the generators manifesting generators okay so the projectors and like i said i'm a projector two four so we've got the um focused and absorbing aura type and this is uh 20 of the world around 20 percent of the world we're here to guide the other types and we guide the other types like i said before because we don't have this sacral defined that's where the life force energy, that's the manifesting generators and the generators. So we know how to operate. Um, we know how to use energy. That's what I want to say. We know the efficient way of the use of energy. So like I said, it's like the manifesting generators and generators wake up in the morning. They got the full tank of gas. The projector wakes up in the morning. Maybe they got a quarter tank of gas, right? So you can see how you'd be more efficient, right? If you only had a quarter tank of gas. Right. So we can see where people waste energy and we can see patterns where people are in negative patterns too. very good at pattern recognition, the projectors. So the projector strategy 
is to uh, wait. They've got to wait too, but they've got to wait to be recognized for their gifts and talents, and then they're um, invited. So big invitations for projectors are um, career, right? Their sole purpose, their uh, place of living, a, fr a friendship, like a close friendship that, you, you know, you see that person maybe once a week or so, or once a month or something like that. And then romantic relationship, especially, right? Because we, we absorb, where's the types here? It's absorbing, focused, can zoom in right in on somebody's G center, their play, their identity, our auras can zoom right into somebody and see them in truth. And then we absorb, we're absorbing that other person's energy, you know? And projectors, you'll notice this. Like I went to um, the grocery store the other day and there were, uh, granted, I've got an open spleen too, right? So I can, I'm conditioned by the well, the well-being or not well-being of other people. So I feel what they're feeling. Anyway, I was in this lineup and I do not like lineups and projectors can probably relate to this. And it was a long one and there were a lot of sick people around me. And I started to feel that nausea in my body, but I was also feeling everybody energetically from the, with this projector aura, right? So just to be aware of that, you know? Yeah, we're very sensitive to the other uh, auras. And the energies around us as a projector. Okay. And plus the inefficiency of the system. Too. Yeah. Have you noticed that as a projector? You'll go into a place of uh, business and completely see. Like my mind just sees all the, how this could be better. How the system can operate better. So the projector's not here to work like the generators and the manifesting generators. And it's not from a superior place. Like the generators love to work. They love to work. They want to feel fulfilled, right, in their, in their work, their passion. I don't even like the word work, their passion. But the projectors aren't here to work. They're here to study. They're here to study. They're here to master a system. And it's all about the other. Right? The generators are all about them. They, of all the types, they need to know themselves the, the most. To really take that time to know how they operate, how they work. Projectors are most interested in how the other types work. Because we're just naturally gifted in uh, helping others, guiding others. When invited. Uninvited. So when you're not operating correctly as a projector and you're out there trying to be a manifester, you're trying to be a generator, then um, you feel bitter. Feel bitter. Okay. So what, what do we got for the projectors here? This full, full moon and agitation. So the agitation can come through with wanting to initiate that's not how you operate. When you initiate, that's when you start to feel bitter because people energetically, people don't, in your, our way of initiating was just like, 
I'm just going to tell that person what I see. Right? And the bitterness comes because... Oh, my God. The bitterness comes because um, they don't want your help. Right? Look at what they got, co got coming at them. That focused... Like Raw used to say, it's like a projector is like having a gun in somebody's G-Center. You know? It's that... And I notice that too as a projector. I'll be like so far away from somebody and I'll look at them sometimes. It's like, do I know that person? Always they look. Who's looking at me? They're always looking at me. I've got to watch who I look at because they'll start looking at me because they can feel my aura coming right at them as a projector. So you got to have energy manners as a projector, you know? And some people want to be seen. They do want to be seen. And that's what that's a gift of ours because a lot of people don't feel seen on this planet. They feel seen. They feel lit up, right? And then other people, they don't want to be seen. They want to be hiding. And then they run away from you or they get nasty. They lash out at you. Okay. Let's <laughs> see if you go. So um, the projector got the... The lover's card, the lovers. This is Major Arcana. So this is divine union. This is soulmate. It's relationships for the projectors. So remember with the lover's card, you got to be the one that's waiting for the invitation. You can't initiate with somebody, right? It's not going to work out. You've got to be invited. And if Right? You're absorbing that other person's energy. It's, right? You want to be with the right person. And they've got to recognize you for your gifts and talents. Who you are. they got to see you. And the projector, what that feels like is like they get you. You know? You don't have to explain. You say something. You don't got to explain and give the proof and this and that. They just understand you. And that's what it means to be recognized. It's like, oh, they get me. They really get me. I don't need to. I can just just say a few words and they completely understand. Okay. And then the ego card, you got suppression, 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 suppression. And the lover's card. Um... So this is energy that's moving, right? This is all about energy suppression. So what this is saying is to be authentic. Okay, so this is saying a divine union is coming for this full, this full moon, right? The soulmate's coming. Um, is to be authentic. That's what they, so, so the ego likes to play games, likes to play games. Especially in relationships, a relationship like this, it's going to bring up vulnerability, right? Love always brings up vulnerability, real love. So this is about being authentic. Don't be listening to the ego. And um, I remember I'm just thinking of a story here. Uh, when I met my uh, uh, ex-wife back in 2000, we, we worked together. And I remember we were kind of sniffing each other out, you know, 
we're both kind of interested in one in, one another a little bit. It was safe too because we were in a working environment, and it's I wasn't interested in dating a a work uh, colleague, and either was she. And but we were asking each other questions, right? And I remember her asking a uh, question. What did she say? How are you with sleeping with your partner? Like sleeping in the same bed as your partner? And I remember that ego. That ego in my mind, oh, what does she want to hear? Oh, she wants to hear that I love spooning and, right, and I love this and I love that. And my intuition bubbled up and it's like, you know what? I'm tired of playing games. I'm not going to listen to this ego telling me what I think she wants to hear. It was more the truth. And it's like I was just really, really truthful. And I said, oh, that's always been a challenge for me. Whenever I've lived with a girlfriend, I always had to have my own separate room. That was a must, non-negotiable. And I would get up and I'd go into my other room because I preferred to sleep alone. This is even before I knew about human design, about sleeping alone. I just got a better sleep. And then that caused problems in my relationships because they thought that I didn't love them or I wasn't interested in them and I wanted to be apart. And it was like, no, I just... I just needed to sleep alone. Like most times I needed to sleep alone in the bed alone. So I just said that not, not just like I'm speaking the truth. I don't, I don't know how she's going to take this, but I'm just going to speak the truth. And after I said that, she said, that's exactly the same thing as me, right? I, I, I'm exactly like that. So that's when somebody gets you, right? They understood. And of course I understood her too as well. So this is about uh, not suppressing the truth, right? Suppressing the truth and valuing yourself. And this is, this is just who I am. This is just who I am. This is what I need, right? Um, because it's going to create distortion when you're not being authentic. It's going to create distortion. And that's that separation energy. It will create separation energy when you're in your ego and you're trying to play games, right? You're not being honest and truthful um yeah that's what this is saying just to be authentic and authentic is to be authentically a projector and the sleeping apart thing i mean that's raw talked about that we're most conditioned when we're on the horizontal with another person side by side we're most prone to conditioning then conditioning is when that ego is pulling you away from your authentic self right so whatever that is for a projector, I'm not, I don't have to prove myself that I'm a generator, right? That I work this total grind. It's like, no, I need, I need time to rest, right? I'm a projector. I need time to, to be alone. I need time to like sleep alone, right? Just honoring your aura as a projector because you're very valuable on this planet. So this is going to be a big test, right? With the lover's card, with love. Yeah, there's a lot of non-self projector stuff will start to come up in relationship because you want that love, right? You want that love. So this is saying, um, yeah, to not suppress who you are, like your authentic self and what you need. Yeah. And the Nine of Cups is like the wish fulfillment that that, person will come because it's divinely orchestrated right it's not about you and your willpower 
but they have to recognize you. They have to recognize you and invite you and you take your time, especially if you're emotionally defined, right? And if they value you, if you're the thing, if you're emotionally defined, this is for all types, but let's talk about because we're in the projector that you've been invited, you've been recognized, invited, but you're emotionally defined. Well, then it's like, let me sleep on it. I'm going to honor my wave because if I'm on the hot, the high end of my wave, it's like, yes, let's go for it. If I'm on the low end of my wave now, nah, I don't, I don't know. This, this doesn't look good. This doesn't look good, but it's a wave, right? So you don't want to be making, you're saying yes to the invitation from the top end of your wave where you're seeing everything is rainbows and unicorns, or you don't want to be at the bottom of your wave where everything's horrible. It's all a big black cloud. You want to go through all that. This is the wave. And then you come to clarity. And it's not mental clarity. It's a physical uh, clarity. And then it's like the yes or no is going to be really authentic. But if they really want you, they'll wait for you. They'll wait for you. Then they really, really want you. That's how, it's, how this aura operates. They really, really want you if they have to wait for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, that looks really, really good. I'm excited for the projectors. I'm excited for me, too. <laughs> um, yeah. So the death could be like the death of being single if you're a projector or the death of being in bad, rotten relationships, right? Um, okay. Anything else for the projectors? Yeah, that's it. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Joy, you're a projector, right? From Canada. Separate, <laughs> separate houses. I thought that too for a while. It's like a separate house, but I'm opening up to living in the same... Uh, energetic space is my next partner, but separate room, definitely separate room. I mean, I even knew that even way before human design that I needed that because we reach, this is how we recharge, right? We discharge as projectors. We discharge the energy of the day and the energies of people. And then this is how we renew ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so let's go to the manifestors because we want to end with the reflectors. And if you're a reflector, you know, I want to hear from you because there's very few of you. Okay, the overlays, projectors. Let's go for the manifestors. So there, uh, the manifestor is uh, eight, nine percent of the world. And so <clears throat> the saying goes, right? Everyone wants to be a manifestor except the manifestors because we live in this frequency of inauthenticity. So they're here to initiate. They're here to initiate. They're the ones that, that have to initiate. So they're going to feel, they know this, this 51, this agitation. That's the fear. So the biggest fear of the manifestor is being rejected, that they're um, 
their um, initiation will be rejected, that their informing will be rejected. And remember, your informing is sharing. So you get the divine intuition that's coming to you from the divine. Um, the informing, so this is your strategy, right? And your informing is just about making your life easier. It's letting people know, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do when you're not asking for permission. Like a manifester does not ask for permission. That's when you're trying to be a generator. You just do it. And then you initiate, you take action. Okay. What do we got for the manifestos? So they've got the, um, they've got the uh, closed and repelling auras. That's the manifester, closed and repelling. So this is like your, your aura is moving energy all the time. You impact people. That's why you impact people with your, with your energy. So you can feel rejected by people, like unconsciously. You've had that all your life. Right? Why, do, why are people rejecting me? Why am I the outsider? The manifestors can feel like the outsider. Well, it's your aura. And they may not say it to you, but you know it. You can feel it. Right? You're not like the other types. You're not like the generators. Okay, what do we got? <laughs> okay. So the manifestors got the eight of wands. That's about sharing. That's about informing. It's about communication, right? It's about moving forward on your initiation. Quick communication, change, and movement, the eight of wands. This is the second fastest card in the deck, right? That's your initiation. That's what that's saying. So it's time to initiate. Through informing, the Eight of Wands is about informing. It's about communicating. So facing your fear, manifestors, because you got this, uh, the agitation, right? Because you're, you're making this leap, manifestors, right? You're making the leap there. So it's about feeling the agitation and this fear of rejection. And that's what the ego lies are going to be, right? Don't do that. That person will reject you. It will bring up all those wounds from childhood. All the little manifestors. The manifestor tiny tots had to deal with this. Getting rejected. <laughs> like I said in my last video, right? It's like, um, even though a parent may not even know one thing about human design, they'll know when, they're, when they've given birth to a manifestor child. That's what Ross said. It's like, oh, oh, we got one of these. <laughs> we got to keep an eye on this one. Because even the little manifestor tiny tot is moving energy. It's impacting, right? Impacting their environment and creating chaos. <laughs> So remember the tiny dots on a leash, right? 
the manifestors. So the they made those leashes for manifestor tiny tots to, con to be controlled. So they fear being controlled because it brings up that pain from childhood. Uh, okay. So let's see what the ego says is saying to the manifestors. Okay, I just want to do another tarot card. Okay. Okay. So you got the manifester. Let's break this down here. So you got the Eight of Wands, which is about, which is about communicate, communicate, inform, 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 share. And then you've got the Six of Pentacles, which is all about giving and receiving. Giving and receiving. So balance. It's about balance. And then you got the credit, the ego credit card. And this is about the ego needing to be seen. Right, there's the worm tongue here. The ego, not self, needs to be seen, needs to get its hit and jolt. It's the inflation of the ego. The ego needs to know it exists. Needs doesn't want to get overlooked. So this is about rejection. It's about rejection. So to watch your communication again, there's a real theme of authenticity in these readings. Is um because there's a fear here with this with this card. There's a fear of um that you won't be seen. That you won't be seen which is ridiculous as a manifester, right? Manifestors are always noticed wherever they go. They're felt, right? Because their energy is so powerful, they're felt. So that's the ego telling you lies. Oh, that, that uh, whatever this communication is about. Oh, they didn't notice you, right? They don't notice you. They don't remember you. They don't remember you. It's overlooked, right? So you got to watch the ego that wants to compensate for this because really the root of this is this fear of rejection, right? This It's a fear. It's a fear of rejection. All manifestors have this. is to not be looking to the ego of wanting to compensate for this, right? So making it out to be inflated and, and huge, right? Wanting credit, wanting credit in your communication, yeah. So the six of pentacles is like balance. There's got to be a balance in your communication. So that means the giving is the speaking, right? And then the listening is there needs to be a balance between the giving and the receiving. There needs to be a balance with the with the speaking and the listening, right? And to not let the ego get in there. Because what it's trying to compensate for and keep you away from is this fear of rejection, right? That you have to face. You got to face this fear. If it's all ego, it's not going to be authentic, this leap. It's not going to be authentic at all. It's not going to be a true leap. True leap is like you're vulnerable, right? As a manifester in your communication. Yeah. Um... What else did I want to say about this with this agitation? 
So fear, awakening, it's about following your soul's guidance, your intuition, making that leap and not giving your power over to your ego. This is your non-self. And maybe as a manifester, because remember you got that closed and closed and repelling aura. You're not going to be like a generator or a projector or a reflector in that sense of the word. Nobody can get in. I talked about this before. Nobody can get in to you. So it's really up to you as a manifester to check yourself, to check your own ego. Am I in my ego right now? And communicating to this person? Am I doing all the talking? Or am I doing all the listening and not the speaking? Right? Am I speaking from my ego? Right? And not my authentic self right now? Yeah. And how you know as a manifester is when you're in your head and it's all about you, right? Out of all the types, I mean, this is the one that's most prone for narcissism, right? Is the manifester. So to watch this, because you're not, because nobody can get in, right? Generators learn learn in a different way because they're such an or they're open and enveloping aura. Projectors the same thing, and the reflectors, but nobody can get in with the manifester. So you got to check yourself, right? You got to check yourself, and this means to. Um, Where was I going with that? With um, with the ego, with the ego. Am I being authentic right now? That's the question. Am I in my body? First and foremost, am I in my body right now? Am I in my heart? Am I connected to that other person? Or am I just the girl or the boy in the bubble, right? That's monologuing, right? Am I connected? Am I connected to that other person? And only you can do that. Only you can do that as a manifester. Um, but it's telling you to be vulnerable and make that leap of faith and feel that the agitation, but also feel this rejection, like to be authentic with that. And maybe authentically share that in your communication, you know? But don't go into this ego. This can turn people away. And this is what turns people away with manifestors. Like I said before, people are so easy, so quick to just walk on done with this nonsense because the manifestor is very prone to the ego, right? Just because of how their aura type works because they believe that they don't need people. Right? The manifester doesn't, and they do need people. They can feel very isolated and alone. And this is how to get. If you want to feel more and more isolated and alone as a manifester, here's a great strategy right here is to listen to this ego, right? It's like just you need to feed my ego. People are not into that. They'll walk away from it. It's time for you to be vulnerable now as a manifester, right? And people are going to appreciate that. They appreciate vulnerability in other people. Doesn't mean you're powerless. There's strength in vulnerability. But what you're really hiding from is this fear of rejection down here. 
This is the real work, is to feel that fear. That's the authentic, not this, not this ego. This bloated ego that just wants to be inflated, wants to be special, right? That's the ego. You want to go here to the fear. It's like, okay, I'm going to feel this fear that's coming. That's what's real. This frequency of energy. That's all fear is moving through my physical form. You let it move. You have a little cry. And then you're more and more authentic. You're more and more in your power, right? You're not in your power with this, with this ego, right? People that are identified with their ego, they're not in their power whatsoever. That's not their true power. Yeah. So that's what this is saying in terms of your communication. It's all about your communication and your informing. And people can see this through this, especially people that are spiritually, you know, awake and on the journey. They can feel when somebody's in their ego and it's a turnoff. It's a turnoff for people. Yeah. And you can probably feel it yourself too when somebody else on the other end is in their ego. Okay. So that's the manifestors. That's the manifestors. And this ego is just trying to project, protect you, manifestors, but it's not, it's not protecting you at all. Yeah. So yeah, your, your communication needs some tweaking for this full moon. And that's what this death is. It's like the death of letting go of this. I'm going to communicate through my ego. I'm going to try a whole new way, right? That's going to give me happiness, true happiness. I'm going to learn new skills about communicating as a manifester. And that's the informing. People are going to trust you more when you share, right? Here I am. This is the real me, right? I'm taking off the mask. This is the real me. People are going to trust you more. If you don't inform and share what's really going on for you, people do not trust manifestors. They don't. They'll walk away from you, leaving you isolated and alone and angry. That's the non-self. Or depressed, hopelessly depressed and isolated. Right? That's the non-self manifestor. So that's what this is saying. Yeah, it's time to start a new way. Speaking from your heart, that's the new way. Not from the ego and the mind. Okay, let's go for the um, reflectors. 1% of the world. 1% of the world. <laughs> what did Jen say here? I remember Rod talking about a manifest of children being the one put on leashes. <laughs> Makes sense, doesn't it, eh? Yeah. Jen Goodwin, I had a landlady who was a manifester and all she wanted was me to pay the rent and be invisible. She had no one in her life except an ex and I didn't care about her even though she was very lonely. Well, they do that to themselves. Manifestors do that to themselves, right? This isolation. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I know it's tough love for the manifestors. 
but it's going to make your life better, right? When you embrace this new, this new way of communicating. And my mother is a manifester. I don't think I mentioned that before. My mother is a manifester. So I was in close proximity with a manifester woman. Yeah. Okay, so let's go for the reflectors. Uh, okay. And the thing is, we can't be the lone wolves anymore, right? For the for the age of Aquarius, we can't be the lone wolves. Uh, okay. Okay, where's the reflectors here? So 1% of the world are reflectors. They've got the resistant and sampling aura. And the reflectors are all about the health or non-health of um, the, their community, whatever group they belong to. Yeah. So your agitation, right? could come through with trying to be another type, trying to be a manifestor, initiate, trying to be a generator, respond. And you're here to follow the moon, the cycles of the moon. So this is the full moon, so you're going to really feel this 51, this agitation, shadow of agitation. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the, uh, the reflector got the devil card. The devil card. So... Um, the devil can totally represent the ego, right? The ego, this devil energy. This is about attachments. It's about, uh, can be addictions, unhealthy addictions. Materialism, disconnected to the material world. Yeah. So the good news with this ego for the reflectors is you're letting that go, right? Because it's the death. And right, letting go of the who's your daddy, letting go of the that devil energy, the ego energy, and embracing the divine in your type. And it was really interesting. The other, um, remember the other video that I did, the other live stream. There were so many reflectors, or people had dated reflectors, and they got that bipolar slapped on them. Somebody else emailed me too, saying the same thing, which I found really interesting, until they embraced their type as a reflector. So that makes sense, right? 1% of the world are reflectors, and then the medical system wants to pathologize them. Okay. So you got the devil card here for the reflectors, and then you got the self-love is selfish Self-love is selfish card, the ego card, the ego lies that are telling you. So the ego is saying that it's wrong to love and care for yourself as a reflector. Uh, and it puts you at the mercy of the ego. Puts you at the mercy of the ego when you're saying that to yourself, that it's wrong. And plus, you know, out of all the types, really it's the reflector that needs probably the most time alone. Like you really need to be alone. You know, not all the time because you're meant to be in uh, in the environment of a group, but to um, 
to go off on your own sometimes, like go on a little trip or something, just totally by yourself so that you can really feel, right? Feel yourself in that moment and discharge. You're discharging the energies of others too. So that would be a way that for a reflector to love and care for yourself. Also, um, so to be alone and silent with yourself is really healthy for a reflector. Following the moon, that could seem crazy to people. They would think that that would be, what do you do when you're waiting for the moon? That's crazy. But you're so aligned with the moon. It's about honoring your type. And when you don't do this, you're at the mercy of the devil card, right? When you don't do this, when you're attached to other people and what other people think of you. Yeah. It's also saying to go on some kind of cleanse, too, as a reflector, right? Is this The devil could be like um, parasites, needing a parasite cleanse, under toxic influences. Maybe you've taken on a lot of toxins just from your environment because you're sampling, right? Um, yeah. So you're out of your power when you don't take care of your own needs. So you really need to get in touch with what you need as a reflector, right? And it's a it's alone time. It's one of the biggest ones. Yeah. And not just to be away, because you're reflecting other people all the time as a reflector. You're reflecting them back to themselves. You're not even aware of it. To... Um, that's what this is saying. It's just to really take care of yourself. And maybe you need to up the bar, up the bar for this full moon about letting go, right? Letting go of what's not you. This could be this death, this death of an old way of being, right? What makes you happy? That's the advice here. What makes you happy? And definitely it's saying to love yourself. It's definitely an honor your type. So following the moon, right? Following the moon. That's for the reflector. So if you're a reflector, be sure to comment below. I love to hear from them and how you're feeling because you're like the barometer for us as a reflector. Ah, uh, okay. So that's what we got for the types. Here, that's everybody, right? Yeah. Okay, let me see. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. So thank you everybody that came uh, arrived live for the live stream and uh, I'll keep you posted, but I've got my um, Phoenix program uh, tomorrow. That's going really, really well. There's still an opportunity to jump in for because week two, week one was really in the, we're putting our toes in the kiddie pool. But week two, we're going to be fully in it, right? Starting swimming now. So there's still time to, to uh, tap in for week two, but then it will be closed.
closed out off after that. So if you feel called to do that, this is the Sleeping Phoenix program, deep emotional work, embracing your authenticity and really preparing for this time and preparing for Twin Flame Union too is another big theme, okay? So um, have a great day or evening wherever you are in the world. And now it's time to embrace the fears wherever your, um, your soul, your heart, your intuition are calling you to do is just to feel the fear. It's just agitation. It's just a frequency in your body. Let it move and go forward, right? With your whatever your strategy is, respond, initiate, wait to be invited, right? Or wait for the moon. <laughs> okay? So, Satnam Aloha, everybody. And I'll see you uh, soon. And I'll see the Phoenix people tomorrow. Okay. Bye-bye.